Here, take my back radio. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you right now. I made a money! That little boy did it! You are listening to The Cave, a weekly podcast looking at the best and worst in pop culture from yesteryear to tomorrow and beyond. Hello to you whenever and wherever you are in the world. My name is Shane Adamzak, and with me as always is the Mickey Smith to my Martha Jones, the Rory Williams to my Amy Pond, and the K9 to my Sarah Jane Smith. It's Mr. Paul Grabovac coming to us all the way from the Northern Territory today. Yeah, how's it going? Cobber up here in the uh, yeah. top end. It's sweaty. It's a hard life, but it's a good life. Yeah. yeah. You see any? You see any uh, Crocs? Oh yeah, down at the local pub. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't seen any yet. No. Yeah. So after the luxury of being able to do the podcast uh, in the same room together for the last, oh, I don't know, ten, ten odd episodes, we're back mm-hmm. to uh, doing it remotely again. Yeah. That's right. We've uh, we've we've tried, we've decided to go back to challenge mode. Yeah, I like to do it in a way that we cannot see each other. Slightly difficult to hear each other over the internet, you know, connection, and then we just have to stumble through. It'll be just like the old days. Yeah, I love it, and that's you know that's what we're best at. That, this is how the best sequels work. We go back to what made the series really good. We connect with lovable characters, and we overcome a very similar adversity. Except this time we're on vacation in Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. So we're wearing like shorts rather than pants and no. aviators. Exactly. Great. And there, there'll be like a, you know, a, a local girl that we both fall in love with and hilarity ensues. <laughs> I'm into it. So what's been happening in your world, Ben? What's happening uh, up in the top end? I already know you're going to talk about one thing that's made me super jealous. Oh, you mean the fact that I saw Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, while I'm slumming it around at work all day and doing my stupid show at night time, you're getting to go see the bloody new bloody fucking Marvel superhero Thor bloody film. Yep, yep, and uh, I'm going to tell you all about it, kind of, no spoilers, in a bit. Yeah, spoilers, keep it spoiler free, I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't want to freak out. No, no, it's but, okay, uh, it's okay. I, I've, got, I've got what I've can heard... best be described as a little game for you. Okay, I love a little okay. game, but yeah, I've heard from all reports that it's uh, it's pretty fun, it's a pretty fun one, eh? Well, let's find out. So, Shane, you remember that uh, iconic scene in the movie Aliens where they've got the radar and it goes like, beep, yeah, beep, and then it finally finds something. You're like, yeah. holy shit! So it's yeah, kind yeah. of it's kind of going to be like that. You're going to be my scanner, okay? Right? And while I start describing my experience with Thor, giving a sort of non-spoiler review, if you think I get into spoiler territory, your radars is going to have to fucking stop. Popping off. Oh, okay. So I'm like the spoiler alert. Okay, I like okay. it. I love it. Yeah. Right, so that's the deal. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We'll start. Okay. We'll start slow. Okay. Here we go. All right. So in the movie Thor Ragnarok, directed by Boop. uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? What? Oh, no, Boop. I knew his name. What T T? The New Zealand guy. The New Zealand guy. Boop. Where we are in the woods. Um. Boop. I just combined two of his movies. Uh, we Boop. open with Thor in a precarious situation. But in this precarious situation, we understand the conceit of where the rest of this film is going and where he's been since Avengers. Um, 
The director does a good got, job. Got, got close for a second there. Yeah, we got close for a second. The director's done a really good job of sort of casting aside all the things he doesn't care about in the Thor and Marvel universe and replacing it with everything he loves about, I guess, comedy and 80s movies. This is a really big homage to 80s sci-fi movies. Um, I love the soundtrack. Um, there are a bunch of cameos. Um, <laughs> none of which I'll spoil. None of which I'll spoil. None of which I'll spoil. But they are very good. <laughs> um, Kate Blanchett does an awesome job as Hella. Um, a, a villain that, I mean, on the scale of Marvel villains is someone we kind of, we don't really care about, but, um, I like her motivations very good. And the movie. No, ends, no beeps there. No beeps there. Cause Kate Blanchett is always great. Great. And the so movie no ends surprise. with everybody. Um, okay. I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Great aesthetics. Great soundtrack. You're a, you know, you're a... great Jeff Goldblum. Great. That's good. Great point five out of ten. You're, you're a you're a dangerous dangerous territory man, and I respect that and I like it. Goldblum, <laughs> I'm so excited. Does does Goldblum have a pretty a big uh, biggish role in this film, or is it little? Um, it's sufficient. Or or is that giving? Oh, okay. Because a little Goldblum goes a long way. We all know that. It's very true, you know. And you know, life uh, finds a way. Now, speaking of other things that you've seen that I haven't seen, mm. I have purposely steered away from the second Last Jedi trailer because I heard through the grapevine it was a little bit spoilery. Mm. Uh, so I decided to to not watch it, not watch any more things about Last Jedi until it comes out in December. You, on the other hand, have watched it, I believe, several times. Yeah, several um, is an understatement. What, yeah, that's what, right. what, you can, what can you tell me again without spoiling anything? Okay, just a quick side note. When you go to see Thor, you will be confronted with this trailer, so be prepared for that. Um, oh, son of a... Well, I have, to, I have to go to the toilet all the time, so I'll just do it then. That's true. Um, what can I tell you without being what spoiled? A, what? what oh, can I just say, though, what blasphemy from me, though, to notice exactly when the Star Wars trailer is about to start and I just walk out of the cinema? What a <laughs> nerd I, w- I want you to walk out covering your I'll ears. I'll be booed. I'll be shunned. Arguably, that's more nerdy than watching the trailer. No, that'll be great. Do that and get someone else to film it. You'll be a viral <laughs> sensation. <laughs> Man cannot yeah, deal with the trailer. Yeah. Or small little little small boy redhead. little boy cries it. Small redhead girl. Little cries. boy cries. <laughs> cries in cinema. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, what can I tell you? I can tell you that um, if it wasn't for the director tweeting out that like, oh, it's it's spoilery, don't watch it, which you know is his prerogative to do. Had he not sure. said that, I would have looked at that trailer going, well, that's clearly edited from two different scenes, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Which which a lot of it is. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are making assumptions now because he made that tweet um, that a lot of things maybe aren't. And that's why the internet is really blowing up over this trailer. Um, the one thing I'll tell you that isn't spoilery is that it feels like this movie uh, is... Not necessarily the Empire Strikes Back thing, but there are going to be a lot of emotional payoffs from Force Awakens. Okay. That's the way it feels. 
Obviously, don't know that. I definitely feel like it's going to get uh, it's going to get a little dark. Do you think? I think it's going to get dark, but I also think it's just going to finally, and this might sound weird, establish the rules of the world we live in now. Because Force Awakens was good, okay, but it kind of felt like it was hanging on to the past so much that we didn't really get to latch on to where we were. You know, I mean, like every every planet every planet we visited, we either disappeared pretty fast or it got blown up. Or we can't go back because oh, people want to kill us. What? I'm talking about Force yeah. Awakens. Um, yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, Star Wars, forget it. Bad luck. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it for the twentieth time yet. Spoilers. Oh, I'm sorry. My my apologies. Um, but <laughs> yeah, this this looks like it's going to be the film that goes. All right, here we are. These are the rules of engagement. He is, I guess, whose side everybody's on like I, yeah. I like i didn't even know who the galactic was it the senate or the republic the like who were all those cool people in the cool like monster costumes that blew up on those planets like i didn't get it i didn't care you know what i mean like the rest of the universe wasn't in the force awakens right and we had it set up via the prequels and then it went very insular for the you know the the original trilogy um which is a luxury George Lucas kind of had. But with this story, with Force Awakens and now The Last Jedi, like, we know this world. We know this world needs to be bigger. And you can't just leave a 30-year gap, blow up five planets and be like, oh, the Republic are gone. And everyone's like, oh, bummer. Because it's not... I don't even think it was called the Republic. I don't get it. I can't remember who they were or what they were. Like, they meant nothing. The, the first the first order, you mean? No, not the first order. Remember, the first order shot down those five planets. Oh with yeah, their, yeah, with yeah. Their okay, solar gun. Yeah, the big with the mega game. Death Star, super mega Death Star, Street Fighter Two. Yeah, it's XP ten thousand times bigger than the Death Star. Blah. Ugh. Oh no, it's a super trap. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my quick. I guess that's spoiler. Oh man, I can't believe you haven't watched it yet. All right, we'll talk after you see Thor. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd just like to say, just while we're on Star Wars, I'd like to thank you publicly, Paul, uh, just before you left, uh, for my uh, amazing belated birthday present that you gave me, uh, which was the ultimate guide to vintage Star Wars action figures, which is like I've read several times now and thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> and used for practical purposes, and an amazing uh, uh, on-card Boba Fett, which you brought me out. So just saying, super chuffed, buddy. You're a good pal. That's right. And if you'd like to be my friend, just follow me on Twitter um, or Instagram or Facebook. You can find me at the cave and uh, maybe I'll buy you a cool present. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get into our first uh, game of the uh, of the show, of the episode? Um, just quickly, I just want to say two things. Uh, one, all my NECA Ninja Turtles have arrived, all four of them. Um, ah, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm still waiting on my Michelangelo. Well, eat a bag of dicks because I've got all four and they're out there on box. <laughs> um, we'll post a picture oh, on our Instagram or Twitter about them because they're just defending my TV at the moment. Um, yes, they are amazing. <laughs> and I, I, they're perfect. They're the perfect toy. If you like that movie, if you're still into collecting, these are the perfect representations of those characters from the 19... 19- 90 or 89? 90, 90, yeah. Ninja Turtles. These are the best sculpts I've seen on a toy, maybe ever. We're never going to get better turtles than these ones. Not the movie ones. Not not from that movie, no way. And um, 
Yeah, they're a bit expensive, but you know, if you're a collector, you'll definitely probably keep these ones for life. Um, so they're yeah. great, and I'm going to put them in more and more precarious positions uh, as as the years go on. Um, next thing I want to mention is get yourself a Nintendo Switch right now. Uh, Mario oh, yeah. Odyssey comes out the night of this recording. It's actually preloaded on my Switch. I downloaded it today. When we stop recording, I'm going to start playing it and never stop playing it. Um, <laughs> Oh, there, cool. like, there was a point when the Switch came out You can go back to old podcasts When I'm just like, it's really good There's only a few games, but it's really good Everything is on this now So many indies are supporting the Switch There's so many games There's something for everybody And like even Doom and Wolfenstein Arguably two very big, you know, mainline third-party games That were supposed to be for like just Xbox and PC And PlayStation 4 are coming to Switch Yeah, yeah They've figured out Oh, really? Cool Yeah like, there's these big titles coming, there's so many little great titles, and then there's all the brilliant uh, Nintendo first-party lineup that's just getting better and better. Um, get a Switch, get it now, because the holiday season's coming, and there's going to be great deals, bundles, special offers. Do it, do it, do it. Love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it, and then we can Switch together. Ew. Yeah, in a sexy way. Am I nice. right? All right, so that's that's me, in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, well, it sounds like you've got it all sorted out, and one day we might have wives. Mm, don't don't reach for the stars, mate. You, you get an inch, don't take a mile. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hey, Paul, you want to play a game? Yeah? Wait, hang on. Jigsaw's coming out uh, next week. What kind of game do you mean? <laughs> no, it's not that kind of game. Okay, I'm cool. not going to uh, I'm not going to make you saw your foot off. Not this time. No, I bumped into a good uh, friend of mine, uh, an old pal named Amy Church the other night while I was at mm-hmm. the bar, and she came up with a great idea for a game which I uh, would like to credit her for and I am now currently stealing. Uh great. the game is called uh I'm going to give you a bunch of names and you have to tell me whether this is a roller derby star a burlesque performer, or a My Little Pony. So this game is called Roller Derby Burlesque or My Little Pony. Are you up for the challenge, Paul? <laughs> yeah. Roller All right, Derby I'm gonna give Burlesque you... or My Little Pony. Okay, yeah. Or a My Little Pony. I will say as well, one of these is a red herring that I made up. You'll get bonus points if you can pick the one that I made up. Okay. Alright, we're going to start pretty easy and it's going to get a little more difficult as we go along. Paul, are you ready to play Roller Derby Burlesque Performer or a My Little Pony? Alright, Miss Sugarpuss, Roller Derby Burlesque Performer or My Little Pony? Miss Sugarpuss. Miss Sugarpuss is mm-hmm. probably a burlesque dancer. That is correct. She Oof. is a burlesque dancer. Yes. Uh, number two, Princess yes. Celestia. Princess Celestia. Well, here's the thing. You're throwing in the princess thing, which should totally fall in line with My Little Pony, but Celestia is kind of a complex kind of word. Ah, uh, but it could mm-hmm. be like the ruler of My Little Ponies, and I'm not exactly a brony. It doesn't seem hardcore enough for Roller Derby, but Celestia is kind of badass to say. Mm-hmm. I think this is your red herring. Okay, but is it? Is it Roller Derby, Burlesque, or My Little Pony? Oh, okay. Uh, I think the, it's your red herring, that's the and real I question. think you've put it under My Little Pony. Uh, it is, in fact, a My Little Pony. Ah, so, But it's not good. your red herring. All right. Mm, I'm not saying. No, oh, I won't, won't tell it to the end. 
Uh, all right. Uh, Clara Cupcakes. Clara Cupcakes. Roll Derby, Burlesque, or My Little Pony. Oh, this could go anywhere. Uh, Clara. Clara could be just like a roll the Derby. Because Clara, you know, not many Burlesque girls. Oh, you know, Stevie Nicks, I guess. Um, but, uh, roll the Yeah, okay, I'm going to go with Roll the Derby. Just for the first name being so human. Uh, that's a good guess, but that is a burlesque no, performer. Like, so damn it. Incorrect. Yeah, it's a burlesque performer. Right, from, I'm, uh, I'm just going to trust my instincts here, actually. I'm trusting my instincts from now on. Yeah, follow. Just follow your heart. I feel okay. like I feel like you, you're going to get most of these. Okay. Uh, Rosie bits. Rosie bits. Rosie bits, Rosie bits yes. is a burlesque. B I. Yep, B I T S. Great. It is a burlesque performer. Yes, very good. Great. Uh, what about pound cake? It is a roller pound derby cake. character. No, Pound Cake is a My Little Pony. You can't call a horse Pound Cake. <laughs> yes, you can, unless you make it dirty. It's absolutely sicko. dirty. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, you're still doing pretty good. You're still three for five. Uh, Abby McStabby. What do you think? Abby McStabby. Abby McStabby. Uh, I'm going to rule out My Little Pony, because I don't think even the villains would be mm-hmm. that mean. Uh, let's go for Roller Derby. We haven't heard from one of them in a while. That is correct. It is Roller Derby. Candy Kisses. Candy Kisses. Burlesque. That is a burlesque performer. Ah, I thought I was going to trick you with that one. Very good. Um, All right. Uh, All right. We're playing uh, Roller Derby, Burlesque Performer, or My Little Pony. And the next one is Adora Borealis. Adora Adora Borealis? Yes. Adora. My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. It is not. It is a burlesque name. God damn it. Uh, uh, Ruby Slippers. Oh, that's burlesque. Come on now. That, that is a burlesque one. Very good. Dreadpool. Dreadpool? <laughs> yeah, uh, Dreadpool. That's gotta be Roller Derby. I mean, come on. Who else would have such a badass name? Yeah, very good. It is Roller Derby. Derpy Hooves. <laughs> if this isn't My Little Pony, I'm gonna be so upset. My Little Pony? It is a My Little Pony. Very good. Uh, Apple also, Jack. probably, Apple. probably your, um, your other red herring, Derpy Hoops. Okay. No, it's, uh, we'll find out at the end. Uh, Apple Jack is your next one. Apple Jack. Oh, Apple Roller Jack. Derby, Burlesque, or My Little Pony. Apple Jacks. Apple uh, Jack. Shout out to, um, the Comedy Button podcast, uh, for Apple Jacks. Uh, My Little Pony? It is a My Little Pony. Very good. good. Uh, Anna Tagonize. Anna Tagonize. That has to be burlesque. Oh, my God. No, it's a oh, Roller Derby one. Ah, no. uh, you fucked up. Oh, but that, that, uh, that, 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 that line sure. really, that, that name really straddles the line there. Yeah, it's really, some, it, I think the closest ones are always between burlesque and roller derby because they really do skate that fine line between cute and aggressive. Uh, Beatrix von Bourbon. Beatrix von Bourbon. Ah, oh, that could go so many different what ways. What do you think? It sounds badass. Bourbon, I'm going to go with roller derby. Oh, it's a burlesque performer. Oh my God, I keep fucking this up. I was doing so well at the beginning. That's alright, you still, you, you've still done pretty well though, you've only got a couple wrong. Okay. Uh, and your final one in Roller Derby, Burlesque Performer, or My Little Pony, is Big Macintosh. Big <laughs> Macintosh. Well, I want it to be Roller Derby. But is that your answer? Yes, Roller Derby. 
No, it's a My Little Pony. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to watch the show. So let's say... I th- okay, so out of about 15 names, you got 10 correct, so that's still pretty good. I'm going to give you a solid... Uh, I'm going to give you a B- minus uh, for that. Uh, and I'll give you one more guess as to which one of those names you thought was my red herring. One of those was made up. Out of the two that I picked? Uh, it's not either of the two that you originally picked. I'll tell you that much for free. Was it the bourbon one? It wasn't. No, the one I made up was Adora Borealis. So if you are <laughs> a burlesque performer out there, I give you that name uh, as a gift. I would like to be credited, please, on your website for coming up with Adora Borealis. It's the best uh, burlesque name that I could come up with. So a solid B- minus there for Paul Grabovac, a little game I like to play called Roller Derby, Burlesque Performer, or My Little Pony. Thank you all very much. All right. Uh, have you got a Have you got a game that we're going to play next, Paul? I do. I do indeed. It's it's, or the, a, it's the day of games. Great. Um, it uh, is. It's a very game game filled show. Who knows why? Do you want to play a game? Um, here we go. So yeah. this is the game that I'm going. Basically, it's kind of like one of the games you'd see on like a Jeopardy or a um, uh, Sale of the Century. Basically, I'm going to start describing okay. a movie using far more refined terms than the actual sort of blurb would be. And you have to try and figure out what movie I'm talking about before I get to the end. Okay, Okay, great. So you're going to give me sort of a vague, a vague description? Kind of. It's going to go, it's going to go on. Like I've, I've, I've tried to be as liberal as I can and kind of ambiguous as I can, but also I won't be lying. These will all be true statements about the movie as we go. Okay. And you're going to have to try and piece it together and try and figure out which movie it is. All right. Bring it on. Okay, here we go. Can you guess the following movie? A man and a member of his family work in industry together. And through a displacement, (laughs) end up in a place they have never been before. Okay. Any guesses off the first sentence? Um... You said a, a, a man and his and a family member. Is that yes, what you said? A member of his family work in industry of his together. Family, and through a yeah, displacement, okay. end up in a place they have never been before. Oh my God! Uh, no, I've got no idea yet. Okay, here we go. Their yeah. abilities in their trade help in certain scenarios, but it is really their adaptation of technologies from this new place with their own abilities. That allow them to overcome adversity. Oh my god! Um, is it is it like uh, Jumanji or something like that? No, no, it's not. But that's a really good guess. Okay. Okay. Um, the the only other thing that springs to mind is, is like Back to the Future or something. But then they're not, not family members. Yeah, they're not. They're not family. So I'm gonna. Yeah, you can, you can rule out both one, two, and three of that series. Okay, um, alright, keep going, give me some more. Okay. Once known as Jumpman, our protagonist and brother must work through flaws. <laughs> I know what it is, I know what it is now. Is it, is it the Super Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> yeah. I, I totally ummed and ahed about whether to put Jumpman in there, whether you'd know that fact. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have put Jumpman oh, in there. Oh, that's so vague. Would you like to hear the rest of the description? Yes, I very much would. Okay. 
Once known as Jumpman, our protagonist and brother must work through the floors of a tower <laughs> to find a woman and potential love interest. With fins oh on head and disproportionate heads on his followers, the antagonist tries to bring two worlds together and supplant the promised royalty. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the most Dennis iconic Hoffman's scenes in involves swaying rhythmically for both comic and slinking effect. Uh, an iconic hero must also only see what we as an audience member know to be a prolific item in his world, only to be used as a marketing joke. Ah, uh, the, the, the bub on with yes. the Reeboks. And the yeah. final, final clue is Yoshi is an actual dinosaur. <laughs> I think I probably would have got to that point. Yeah, well, that, that uh, yeah, was the I clincher, think, whether you wouldn't have got... If you yeah. by then, that was the line to really help you cross the line there. I think without the Jumpman clue, I would have been very lost up until the very end. <laughs> oh, I like I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, very um, How did you guys go at home? Did you get it earlier than Shane? Let us know. Jumpman. I, I quite like that. Can we play that again next week? We certainly can. I've, I've come up with a little list, so, yeah, you're on. Great. I love it. Um, well, hey, Paul, look, we're, we're quite a ways into the episode, but if you would like uh, to kind of round this episode off, I would love to take you on another choose-your-own-grab venture. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Here we go, back into the world. Because uh, if you guys tuned in for the last uh, couple of episodes, I've been taking Paul on a sort of one-on-one role-playing game. I always thought it would be fun to do a D&D style thing on this podcast, like quite a lot of other ones do. But with just the two of us, we had to sort of make do with what we could do. So I've got a bunch of dice here. I've got a scenario. It's just for Paul to go on an adventure on his own in a oh, world. Boy. Um, I'll, I'll give everybody just a little bit of a recap of what's happened in the last two episodes of Choose Your Own Grab Ventures. Basically, we started in a comic book store. Uh, the store uh, keeper, uh, assistant guy there, ended up dead. He got uh, uh, some shelves collapsed on him. His little boy was very upset. In the last episode, Paul bailed on the cute girl in the comic shop and the little boy. He went looking for who are, who are still in the store. They're looking in for a key for the back door. You, in the meantime, went outside to confront some bullies, uh, two of which have now run into the store, and there is one left named Glomp, who you must now battle. Very good. Do I have any weapons? Yes. Uh, well, this is how we're going to start this episode. Before we battle, I'm going to say that Glomp, as one of the smaller goons of the bullies, has five hit points... Paul, as a hero, you have 10 hit points, okay? Sick. Uh, I'm going to give you also the advantage of rolling first for your weapon. So uh, without us being in the same room, I'm going to roll on your behalf, if you don't mind. Uh, so I'm going to roll a d20 mm-hmm. for your uh, for your weapon. Great. Now, I can either what I can do is I can either roll for it, or you can either pick a number between 1 and 10, and I will just give you that corresponding weapon, or would you like me to roll for you? You roll for me. It'll be more dramatic. Okay, and I promise to be truthful. I have rolled for you a one. Oh. Uh, so what you have, what you have from the D10 weapon list, <laughs> is a wooden spoon. Great. Well, that that that's where I'm going to come. All right, so, in the wooden spoon position. Great. All right. So uh, we've got a D6 roll for what Glomp has picked up. He's run out of rocks, but he's going to have... Uh, once again, I'll roll a d6, or you can pick a number between 1 and 6. I'll give you the choice. It is your adventure, after all. Okay. Okay. 
Shall I shall I roll or do you want to pick a number between one no, and no, six? No, no, you roll. I like I like you rolling. Okay. So I've rolled a three for Glomp, and what he has is a can of novelty shark repellent from the original Batman film. Uh, that is, uh, it's novelty, but it is still highly flammable. Uh, okay. So he has a can of flammable spray. You have a wooden spoon, uh, ten hit points. He has five. I will let you do the first attack, Paul. What would you like to do at this point against Glomp? You cannot get any further in this adventure until you defeat Glomp or he defeats you. Um, is there any chance to reason with him? Uh, you can try if you want, but I don't like your chances. <laughs> um, I'd like one opportunity to, to talk to him. Can I, do, can okay, I say so something? Okay, so i uh, tell you what, you can give it a go, and then I'm going to roll a d20 to find out how effective your reasoning is. Okay. So Glomp is there, he's okay. got his can of spray, he's, he's ready to fight, he's, he's, Angry and he's yeah. looking looking to rumble. What Glomp, are you gonna do? Glomp, what are you gonna wait, say to him? Please, listen. I understand what you've been through. I have Glomp, smash I've I was not held enough as a child also. <laughs> what? But, Glomp Glomp no understand. Well, Glomp, please understand that your dad Glomp. he does love you. He loved oh, Dad went out for milk and cigarettes. Never came home. Glomp not loved. Glomp fight. Glomp, I don't know how to tell you this, but your dad is, he's at home waiting for you right now. <gasps> what? That's right. Father return? That's right. <laughs> if you go to him, he will be there with arms open wide. Okay, well, I'm going to stop you there. So at this point, you've got Glomp kind of on an emotional uh, teetering edge now. He's not yeah. sure which way he's going to go. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll now. I'm going to roll a d20. If you roll high, yeah. I'm going to say that maybe this is effective. If you roll low, it's just going to make him matter. And that's <laughs> going to be bad for you. Uh, so I roll a six. Uh. Which isn't great. It's not great. He, 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 he thinks for a moment about going home. But he's determined now. He's like, you, you like to glomp. You like to glomp. You make glomp mad. And now he's ready to rumble. You're not getting out of this without some kind of physical attack on glomp. So okay. what are you going to do? You I'm going to throw spoon. my wooden spoon as hard as I can into his eye. <laughs> You're going to throw the spoon at him? Yeah, right it's in his eye. It's your only weapon. Right in his eye. You- Okay, so I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna roll, actually I'm gonna give you a, uh, yeah, I'm gonna roll a d20, again to see how effective, how effective your attack is. Now you've rolled, you've rolled a 16. So that's pretty good. It flies through the air, uh, it hits him, uh, pretty square, not quite in the eye, but it hits him in the temple, uh, and I'm gonna roll for damage, I'm gonna roll, uh, what am I gonna roll? I'm gonna roll a d6 (laughs) for this. I'm kinda doing this a little bit on the fly. Uh, and you've done, uh, you do two, Two damage, so he's down to three now, which is pretty good. But unfortunately now, Glomp is, uh, he's, he's injured, but he's still conscious and he's ready to attack you back. He has a, tra- a can of shark repellent. He shakes it up, he, sa- he puts it in your direction, he presses the button, and he rolls a six. So it kind of sprays, it kind of, just a nice gust of wind comes past and sort of blows it past. You smell the repellent, but it doesn't really do anything, and you just take one damage for that. So no big right. deal there, and you get to attack him again. Okay. 
Um, so keep in mind, you have, at this point, <laughs> made him a little bit angrier and yep. thrown away your only weapon. <laughs> That's okay, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run and jump at him uh, with both fists oh. extended, much like Raiden does okay. in Mortal Kombat. Okay, so you're going to do a bit of an agility attack. So I'm going to roll a d10 for to see how good your agility is and the strength I've <laughs> rolled. <laughs> so I've rolled a straight zero. So oh that my is, god. Uh, yeah, so that is, that's pretty bad. That's a perfect fail. So basically, you try to kick, uh, but just as you fly, you jump into that fly kick, your bottom leg, your knee kind of buckles, and you literally <laughs> collapse onto the ground in agony. Your leg is kind of like munted and a little bit buckled, and you take one more damage for that as well. Um, so you're kind of lying on the ground, you're a little bit in pain. Glomp is just like, Decides to take advantage. He starts stomping towards you. He's got big Doc Martin uh, steel cap boots on, and he's got the strike repellent again. This time, he pulls out a lighter, uh, and he's flicking it. He's flicking it, and he's trying to get the lighter to work. Uh, and I'm going to roll a d6 to see how effective that is. It's a one. So his lighter luckily doesn't work, but he sprays you again with the repellent. Uh, <laughs> he has again rolled a six. So once again, uh, it kind of just... It tases you a little bit in the eyes because you can't get away this time. So you take another damage and it's kind of like uh, blinded you slightly. All right. So now you can attack Glomp again. Keep in mind, you've thrown away your only weapon and you have a damaged leg. You're on the ground. What are you okay. going to do? Look, Street, Street Fighter didn't... Uh, sorry, Mortal Kombat didn't work, so I'm going to use Street Fighter. I'm going to go for a Shuriken okay. uppercut. Oh, I like it. Okay, so you're going to try for another agility. Uh, you've rolled a seven, so All that's right. pretty good. So I'm going to say, even from the ground, you might not hit him in the head, but you're definitely going to hit him somewhere. But sure, uh, and in fact, I'm going to roll this. down and you go, I tell you what, though, for uh, hit accuracy, you've rolled a double six, which is really good. So where do you want to hit him? Where are you aiming for? You can't hit him in the face, but anywhere below the neck, you can get him for sure. Okay, well then, right in the, right in the balls. Just square in the balls. Oh, you go right for the balls. You go for the balls. Smart move. You've rolled a 12 attack, so he is going to take some serious damage for that, I think. I'm rolling for that. He takes two more damage, which means he has one hit point remaining. He's down to one. But, yeah, but you're still doing pretty good. The battle's going pretty well. You both hurt each other, but he is now going to attack you. He's just like... Wait, wait, wait. Can I talk to him one more time? Oh, look, fucking give it a shot. He's down He's down to one hit point. He's feeling a little woozy. He's a little bit dizzy. Okay. You know, he's not at his best at this okay. point. Okay, I look at him with my one good eye. I say, yeah. Bomb, listen to me. I wasn't <laughs> lying about your father. He's there. There's still time. He's there. There's still time. Glomp. Go to him. Glomp. Glomp, father, no. No, come back. He's um, there. You're going to have to do... You're going to have to do something very smart to convince him... That you're telling the truth. That's what I think you're going to have to do at this point. Okay. I pull out a rag from my back pocket. Okay. Your father gave me this. It's a piece of your first piece of clothing. He said he wrapped (gasps) you in this from the day you were born. Look. Glump, don't never have blanket. So cold all the time. But this one is yours. It's not very special. But it is unique because it's yours. I tell you what, I've rolled a 12, which is, means this somehow has actually been quite effective since Glomp is so weak at this point, And he's a little emotional. He's a little bit hurt. He grabs a rag. He goes, 
father, father, and he runs away. So you've taken care of Glomp. He's out of the picture. You've taken uh, three hit points, so you're down to seven. Love uh, wins. You may be able to re- Love wins. recharge that. Love wins. I tell you what, I hope he doesn't find out that you're lying, because Glomp may come back in the Why? future. Hang on, hang on. Because he has oh, run off. Oh, come lying? Well, hey, we don't know, but I hope for your sake that you're telling the truth. So Glomp has run I off to find his Glomp. dad and writing that down. So you can uh, get your stuff back together, you get yourself on your feet, and what do you want to do at this point? Keep in mind, the other two bullies have gone into the store where Lady and Little Boy are waiting, looking for the key for the back way out. Okay, but are they going? have they gone in there to hurt Lady and the Little Boy? They've just gone in there for some kind of uh, destruction, some kind of vengeance. Okay. They're just bullies. They don't They don't have an end goal. They just want to cause needless, wanton destruction. Okay, great. Um, uh, I will. Did Can I pick up... Did Glomp have a weapon? Yes, he had the uh, can of shark spray. All right, I'm going to take the can of shark, shark spray shark, shark, uh, okay. and head in. Okay, so you put that into your little uh, your little bum bag there. So yeah, I would say probably pick up pick up the wooden spoon as well. So mm-hmm. we can say that you have all those things. So I'm gonna write down you have the spray and you have the wooden spoon at this point. Okay, so you're gonna go back into the comic store. Are you gonna lock the door behind you this time? Yes, very dramatically, and I'm wearing Smart. glasses. Uh, okay, cool. So you walk in, you slam the door behind you, you lock the door. The two bullies who have gone in there, I'm going to call them uh, 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 Br- Br- Brant and uh, Shoebox. Nailed it. <laughs> so Brant is Brant is the uh, he's kind of the, the leader of the bully gang, and Shoebox is like the other the other goon. Yeah. Um, and they're there, and you walk in, and you can see that Lady, your uh, comic book store. Love interest and little boy, the son of the man uh, who worked in the store who was crushed, are tied up. They've they've captured them, tied them up, and they're they're looking for trouble. Oh boy! Uh, they're flicking. They, they noticed that when they walked in, little boy and lady were looking for a key, and they were looking amongst the books. Right? Yeah. Um, at this point, they hear you come in, but they're flicking through the books and they find something. Oh. Uh, they find a book. Now I'm going to give you a choice. Do they find a book with a silver spine? A red spine or a black spine? Oh boy. Red. Red spine. Alright, they find, they pull out a book called The How to Bring Daddy Back. (laughs) So there's this red book, it's called How to Bring Daddy Back. Now this seems like a pretty important book because it could potentially bring the store owner Back to life. Now, if you get this book off the bullies, it is going to take this grab venture to the next level, Paul. So I'm going to give you the mini quest for next week that you Uh. have to try to get the book. And we will find out next week as to what happens on Paul's Choose Your Own Grab Venture. But at least you're back with Lady Little Boy, Brant the Leader, and Shoebox the Goon in the comic book store. (laughs) Paul, I think you did very well. You won your first battle against a bully. Um, that's both that's in the, the game first, and in real yeah, life. Yeah, that's the first time all that's happened. So that feels real good. <laughs> cool. Are you enjoying your choose your own grab venture so far? I truly am. I really think I've I've learned a lot. I've grown as a, a weird dwarf druid man, and uh, I can't. And you, and you have some items. I have some items in my bomb bag of holding, and there's a cute girl at the comic book store, and I'm very excited. 
And you know what? I'm going to give you one plus experience point as well because you won your first battle, which means you are now a level two beady human. Oh, can I jump with a spin? I think you should. All right, I say we wrap up the episode there. Next week we'll uh, come back with more cave action and we'll also have another Choose Your Own Grab Venture and some more games as well. Um, for anyone that's in Perth and you checked out my show Stasis, it's now finished by the time this comes out at the Blue Room Theatre. I just want to say a very sincere thank you to everyone who came to check out my sci-fi show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I've had a lot of interest from people outside of Perth uh, in the other states and, of course, uh, my friends in Canada who would like to see the show. I don't know if this show's going to tour, but... What I am going to do is release it uh, in the next coming weeks as a radio drama online. Uh, it's going to be $5. You'll be able to find it at zachadams.bandcamp.com. It's just going to be 5 bucks, Nice and cheap. You get the whole show like as a radio serial, which is going to be super cool. And especially for our cave listeners, make sure you tune in next week and the week after where I will give you a special code where you can get it even cheaper, maybe even for free uh, from the website because you guys are the best and we love that you guys listen to The Cave. Uh, what you can do at this point to help us out, if you would, is go to iTunes and give us a rating, give us a review. That helps uh, boost our stats and lets more people know that the show exists. Right, Polly Pants? You got it. And I will be on that radio drama as the titular character of Stace. Because, of course, the show is called Stace is. Stasis. Stace is... And it's like an ellipsis, <laughs> and you can find what Stace is up to in this, this radio drama hosted by me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It'll be at uh, Zach Adams, that's Zach with a K, zachadams.bandcamp.com. And you can also find some of my comedy albums from the past up there as well, as well as the soundtrack to The Ballad of Frank Allen. Yeah. Uh, as a, always, if you guys want to contact us, you can hit us up at thecave at nomoreradio.com. You can find us online at omni.fm forward slash shows forward slash the cave. And of course, we are the cave underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Send us your questions. We always love to answer your questions on the podcast. Send us a review. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and all good podcast apps such as Podcast Addict. Uh, Paul, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Have, have fun in the Northern Territory. Let's do this again next week. Yahoo! I'm going to go play Mario forever now. Have the best time. I look forward to hearing about it next week. Until then, my name is Shane Adamzak. I'm Paul Grabovac. Cowablunga. Cowablunga. Right on time. We nailed it every time. Every time? Yeah. 100% of the time. <laughs>